Let me take you back then to the first story that uh, we're set to look at today. And uh, I was, t- as I was telling you, it's about the situation in the Sukukune district. Uh, Mampejo calling us, telling us that you know he had to effectively rush a neighbor to hospital, but found that the hospital was closed. I want to play you just part of uh, the call that we took from Mampejo. On Saturday evening, mm. my neighbor requested me to take him to hospital because he was very sick. I could see that. Mm. And the nearest hospital is in Chavelin Hospital, which is 10 kilometers away from my house. I found the hospital closed 11 o'clock in the evening. And the mm. security said, since last week, this hospital is closing at 7 o'clock in the evening. Every day, the hospital closes at seven. So I decided to go to the clinic only to find that the same thing. Even the clinics are closing at seven o'clock every day. And, and what what reason did they give, Mampero? No, they said we are security. We were told we must tell everybody to go back home. There are no nurses in the hospital, nobody. And is this the hospital? Mampero, which, which hospital is it? In Chavelin Hospital. Mm. And from there, I had to go to Kenfet, which is 54 kilometers away from us. Here is a hospital next to us. It is not working. Clinic not working. And before they were working 24-7, we don't know what happened. People were not told that this hospital would be closing. I'm not sure whether it's a strike or whatever. But that hospital closes at 7 o'clock every day. Not only that hospital, Mushalazi Clinic, Tavalin Clinic, Kwana Clinic, Atel Clinic, all of them are closing at 7 o'clock every day. Mm. I wish you could call Ramatua and tell us what is happening in Skugunaland. So in a situation like what you found yourself in on Friday, Mampero, when you need emergency medical yes. care, then it means that you're having to drive, what, 50, 60 kilometers to access 54 it? 54 kilometers to Genesis. All right, so that was the complaint raised by Mampero. Let me welcome on to the show the de- uh, Department of uh, Health spokesperson in Limpopo, Neil Shikwambana. Mr. Shikwambana, good morning to you. What is happening in the Sikukuni district and why does it seem that there's very little access to health care with the closure, the early closure of these facilities? Uh, good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners. <clears throat> Look, um, firstly, I think uh, we need to clarify um, the assertion that uh, um, the facility that we're talking about is a hospital. It is not a hospital. It is a community health care center. Um, it was built in the late 1990s, apparently with the promise that it would one day be turned into a hospital. And um, those processes never materialized. Um, but the challenge has been that there has been a lot of mobilization from the community uh, around that uh, issue of getting the facility becoming a hospital. Um, so this has also frustrated um, a lot of processes in terms of how government runs that facility. For instance, there has been a lot of uh, interference and uh, interruptions from community structures about how the facility runs to a point that um, even issues of um, 
of 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 discipline. For instance, if uh, somebody has to be disciplined, the institution, if they are from within that particular community, the community would mobilize to say, um, we're actually trying to frustrate the the, the red people who are from there in order to bring people from outside. So you would not necessarily even run that institution without the interference of uh, the council. So that thing ran for quite a while. Last year, the facility had to close um, for a number of weeks because community members had mobilized to say they do not want people from outside to come and work there. They need people from the local area. And it's an impasse that ran for weeks. We tried to sort it out. Um, uh, people who were not from around, some of them were harassed. Uh, they feared for their lives. We had to actually look for their safety and take them to other uh, institutions. So the, the issues are a bit complex there to a point that we did try to talk to them and we had an understanding and we opened the facility again. It functioned for 24 hours. Unfortunately, because of policy issues, uh, it had to relapse because there's a number of uh, midwives that are needed to be able to render 24 hour services. So when we are trying to get, we now in short mostly of midwives in the institution. I think we need an additional of six midwives into the institution. So because we have not been hiring new staff due to financial constraints and other things, we take from other institutions and and and, and bring them to a, an institution that performs 24 hours, so that you have that that kind of clustering. But because of the historical issues of harassment of people who are not from outside and all those kind of things. You have nurses who are not keen to go and work there because they fear for their lives. They fear to work in an environment where they are being harassed and stuff like this and all those kind of So those issues culminate into those kind of challenges. And these are the problems that we're trying to solve because we also need um, other support staff there. But you can't then say, you can't run an institution like a health facility by only people who are coming from the vicinity. It's practically not possible. There, there are a lot of issues that 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 I think you know are conflated in in the response that you've given us, Neil. There is the issue of the breakdown of trust that I'm hearing between the community and the health department in that region, where a promise was made to have a hospital in the area, and that promise has not been fulfilled. And we know generally that the Sikukunya district is one of the worst performing, and you've had challenges at the at uh, one of the main hospitals as well, where there hasn't been water, etc. So this community is frustrated all round by the lack of response that government has had to the provision of healthcare services in that area. Would you agree with that? Look, the gazetting of facilities into becoming hospitals uh, are a little bit uh, complex, like just, uh, just, uh, uh, um, more than just waking up and saying this will become a hospital. You also look at this of uh, counting people and all those kind of things. But the issue is there are many areas where we really do not have fully-fledged hospitals but are utilizing uh, community health care centers because these are facilities that operate 24 hours. These are facilities that can be, um, um, we can have uh, doctors going there on a regular basis to alleviate the nearby hospitals. So um, if we, I think if we, we, the community, we were to work together, the community was to work together with us to ensure that we get that facility first to function optimally, the 24-hour community health care center that have got doctors, I think would be in the path of resolving this. How, this how, how, how long ago was this, was this community health center set up? 
uh, was this community? No, no, the healthcare center was built in the, I think in 1997, if I'm not mistaken. So and it, back then, it's, it's, it's 2022, Neil. Yes, yes. It's 2022. A yes. health center that was built in 1997 is not functioning properly today. And the department is still saying it needs more time. No, 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 that's not what we're saying. And I think uh, you're jumping into conclusions. I'm not saying it has not been functioning optima. I'm talking about the issue of uh, community health care center versus the hospital. The community health care center has been functioning um, for a number of years until these issues of uh, mobilization started, which has been disruptive to, disruptive to the function of the community health care center and a situation that we find ourselves today where you would not have an institution functioning for 24 because I'm, I'm saying All even right. if Neil, in, Neil, in, Neil j- just hang on yes, for me yes. we're going to continue okay. the conversation shortly I need to take a quick break we're back with uh, Neil Shikwambo The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana weekdays 9am till midday all right, we'll get into our thinking point uh, shortly. I just want us to finish this conversation with the uh, spokesperson for the Limpopo Health Department, Neil Shikwambana. We're talking about the challenge of access to health care in Sikuku. Nemampeho calling in, raising the issue. He, his neighbor, had an emergency situation, was turned away uh, on Friday night because the hospital was closed and so were all the other nearby clinics. Uh, so, so uh, Mr. Shikwambana, so, so so what are you saying then? You are saying that there's been an issue of a broken promise in terms of what the long-term operation of that facility is going to be. That's what you said when you opened, that the expectation was that it was going to be converted into a hospital and it is not necessarily in that process right now. And that's part of what has led to the frustrations. At the end of the day, this centre is supposed to be operating 24 hours a day. Right now, it is not, which means that there are people who are being deprived of access to health care services, particularly emergency health care services. Okay, the, uh, I think we must uh, separate issues. The, ish, the fact that the facility is not operating 24 hours has got nothing to do with the fact that it's a hospital or not. We've got a lot of uh, community health care centers that functions 24 hours who have got doctors and other um, 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 healthcare workers visiting there to see patients on a scheduled basis. So the issue of 24 hours has got nothing to do with this center being a hospital. But also, Kathy, um, the issue of uh, 24 hours has a lot to do with uh, uh, regionalization or the community-centered mobilization that is happening there, which do not uh, welcome anybody coming from outside to come and work there, which has threatened a lot of our staff members from joining that facility. For instance, I said to when I opened, we could be able to say, if we've got additional midwives in Gen Phase 1 or Dilokongos and Tritas, we can request them to go and work at that facility. But some of them are from Whitbank, some of them are from Polokwane, uh, some of them are from Venda, some of them are from Kian. And if they're not going to be welcomed, how are they going to work? How are we going to um, prove their safety? So I'm saying, while dealing with the issue of uh, community, uh, broken trust, as you're saying, can't at least the community meet us halfway to ensure that that facility works 24-7 by ensuring that even people who are not coming from the because this issue of regional mobilization is problematic and it's going to create long-term pro- problems because you might have people coming from Ranchaveling who are midwives but are settled elsewhere in Gauteng. They might not want to come back and work Ranchaveling. Some of them might be in Gian, some of them might be in Venda, as I've already said, but they might not necessarily want to come back and work there. How 
do run an institution uh, with that kind of mentality to say people who, who must work here are, should be people from here. And when but, you, uh, when uh, you, yeah. when you try to discipline some community member, some some of your staff members that you have employed, there would be um, um, uh, interruptions and 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 and, and uh, uh, um, imposed involvement by community structures to say you are you are victimizing people who are from here in favor of people who are coming from you can't run an institution like that because discipline must take must be of uh, must be uh, given in a way that it's got no fear and and no favor and and what about the clinics neil what about this the clinics the clinics yes because there, clinics? There, there was also an issue of the clinics raised that <laughs> some of the clinics were operating 24 hours and they're no longer doing that look we have had the I'm sorry. We have had uh, a challenge across the board, not only in Skokun, um and not only at Ran Chavelin, where we utilize mostly clustering of facilities for 24-hour service in an area because we are unable to make sure that all our clinics operate 24 hours due to policy issues versus our uh, uh, fiscal uh, fiscal um, uh, spending in terms of recruiting more uh, staff members into the system. So you say because you can't have every clinic in the area functioning 24 hours. In area A, we can have one or two of them functioning. So in this instance, the Inchavelin Clinic was 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 uh, one of those due to issues of infrastructure and many other issues. Um, so so that so so currently, okay. You you know, the the challenge here, Neil, is that it sounds to me that even if there were no issues from the community, the health department is facing what you have continuously described as budgetary constraints and an inability to hire staff as a result of those budget constraints to be able to fully capacitate the facilities in the way that they need to. Ultimately, the situation that residents of, of Sukukuna are left with is that they have to drive 54 kilometers as Mampare was saying when these facilities are closed in order to be able to access healthcare services. Now, does that sound like a, a fair situation to be putting these residents in? Certainly not, Kathy. Look, the issue of um, budgetary constraints is not a new thing. You remember, I think I was really honest with you at some point, I think I was talking to you about our inability to absorb. Uh, nurses who have just graduated from universities because of those kind of issues. Those issues build over time. Like I said, the the system that we're utilizing now is that in clustering, we don't bring new people into into the, the inside. We take from other facilities where there could be excesses to cluster in a particular facility and have to. Um, All right, in, in, new, So currently, we we yeah. we are we we are in the process through the uh, COVID grants and stuff of bringing. Uh, in part-time, midwives in a part-time basis to come and augment and, and deal with those spaces that are already uh, uh, that those are, that are opened uh, in that instance. We, we have to wrap up, but what must people do in the meantime? Because ultimately, the department is failing the people of Sikukuna when it comes to providing access to basic health care. So what must the community do in the meantime? We we are continuously engaging the community there at Rancheveni specifically because the centre for us is strategically located to cover a number of villages around. But in the meantime, we're bringing in um, additional staff through the COVID grant so that we're able to cover for those close places. When, when will, the, that when will that additional staff come in? 
When will it the come process, in? The SRP, I think now we, they, they, they're currently interviewing messages uh, 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 currently. And I think probably in the next month or so, we should be having new staff on board or will be coming as part of the COVID uh, uh, cohort. So basically, for at least the next month, residents will just have to live with the situation? For, for now, yes. We're, we're anticipating that uh, in the month of April, we should be able to bring in a I'm board. sorry, Neil, but the situation is unacceptable. It is absolutely unacceptable. All right. But, uh, yeah? Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, in some of the instances, as I've already indicated, in terms of uh, shortages and stuff like that, we are a bit constrained. But we're working towards uh, uh, improving that. I, I hear your reasoning, and I'm saying to you that it's not good enough. All right, Neil Shikwamban, spokesperson for the Limpopo Health Department. So there we have it then. That's the situation in as far as it relates to access to healthcare services in that particular region of Limpopo. Let me apologize to our next guest, uh, who is uh, Tembani Mkita, who is, of course, with the Eastern Cape Education Department. We will be uh, coming to that interview after the 9.30 news headlines.